Welcome to the Columbia View Wesleyan Church Podcast, where you can listen to all of our latest teaching and preaching right here. If you'd like to get more connected here at Columbia View, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org. We had a little person in her class a few years ago that was the most intelligent little person I've ever met in my life. I could not even believe, and we've She's been around education and Head Start kindergarten, first grade, all of her career. And um, I was just overwhelmed by the intelligence of this little person in kindergarten. And um, he might have been in first grade. But anyhow, he was teaching his parents how to read and write. And they were new, very new to America. But one of those conversations broke my heart. I just want to share The parents were very, very, very careful to communicate with their teacher because they wanted their little boy to always be good every day, all day, all the time. And one day she was able, through interpreters, to ask, why are you so so serious about this with your little... He's, He's the perfect student, don't worry about it, but why does this bother you? And the little boy's father said, we tell him... If he's always good, then he will never have to go back to a camp like we had to live in. Kindergarten with that much responsibility on their shoulders. Stuff we never dreamt about, most of us. We had things that were hard to face, but we never had to, in kindergarten, worry about me being naughty and having to go back to that horrible place. Let's pray. Let's continue to pray for our immigrants. Amen? And pray for us as a church and for Tita and for our leadership as we continue to say, God, how are you going to help us minister here in Portland to these folks that we've grown to love very much? Amen? 1 Corinthians 12. And... um, You know what, Jacob, I didn't ask you to do this earlier, but I think you're probably amazing and could pull it off. Verse 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. Could you just get that up there? Because we're going to kind of hang out right there, and it'd be good to see it. There's a difference between gifts. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit today and next Sunday. And... um, Except David's preaching next Sunday, and he just got home from vacation, so who knows what he's going to pull out of his hat. I don't know. But This week and next week, we've designated as gifts. We've talked about the gifts a lot and being a part of the body and, and us being connected together as a body with gifts. And I, today, I've, I found something in here that's a pretty amazing nugget that I believe God wants us to look at in just these short verses in 1 Corinthians 12 verse uh, four, 1 through 7, but 4 through 7. But first I want to break down the difference between gifted and gifts. All right? All of us are gifted and all of us have gifts. For instance, does anybody know this name? Just yesterday made world news because he's so gifted. His name is Eliud Kipkoji. K-I-P... C-H-O-G-E, when they start putting three or four, um, yeah, Kipakoji, I don't get it. So, he's from Kenya. Anybody know that name? 
He just set a new world record in the marathon. First human person on record to ever run 26.2 miles in less than two hours. He broke the two-hour barrier. We've been running marathons for since before Christ. There's some uh, question exactly, probably 700 years before Christ. Back then it was about a, a 40... Um, kilometer run around 25 miles sometime in our current history the queen of england wanted to alter the route and it got altered and since then it's been 26.2 miles and i don't know all the details but it's a pretty amazing race um 26.2 miles in one hour 59 minutes and 40 seconds yesterday that's a 457 mile Average. That's a 13 second 100 yard dash continuously for 26.2 miles. Now, it's not an official record. Okay, I kind of lied to you a little bit. It was set up. He ran himself with pacers. So we had a whole group of people who ran with him. And I watched the end of the race, but he was following about a dozen runners who were ahead of him, and he was right behind them for the last um, two miles or so, and he had pacers. And they kept, they kept switching. Every couple miles, they kept switching because nobody could run with them. And so this man actually ran 26.2 miles in less than two hours in order to break that world record that's never been broken. It's not an official because it wasn't an open competition race. It is official record because he did it, but it wasn't in open competition. So I'm, I'm just as quickly as I can, the last 20 years, in 1998, a Brazilian named Ronaldo, something, 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 in Berlin, ran a two minutes, two hours, six minutes. So in 20 years, we've trimmed six minutes off this race. In 20 years. That's not, I'm like, what's the big deal? You can't trim six minutes off of 26 miles? Bro. Yeah, David could do it. I think David could do it. Anyhow. Did you watch that yesterday? Did you get a clip of that? I'm, a jump, I'm one jump ahead of you and it's a runner. Wow. In 99, a guy beat that by about um, 15 seconds. In 2002, three years later, another guy beat that by four seconds. 2007, uh, these guys are from Kenya, um, Morocco, um, Brazil. 2003, a guy from Kenya broke it, I said that, no, broke it by about uh, from 205.38 down to 204.55, so 40 seconds. Four years later, an Ethiopian beat it in Berlin by 20 seconds. So we're talking four years training. Everybody in the world, there's 500,000 people a year that run official marathons in the world today. All right, there's like a thousand marathons run in the United States every year. This is a big worldwide thing. There's all these people going for it and they trim 38 seconds off in four years. All right? Wow. 
George, you should start running these. I think you could probably do that. So in 2014, a guy from Kenya, Kenya's in there all the time. Since 2008, Kenya's been the world record holders. But in 2014, a guy from Kenya ran a 202.57. And ever since then, they've been talking about somebody's going to break the two-hour run. And then in 2018, four years later, this guy, Eliud Kip. Kip Koji, I think, from Kenya, ran a 201.39 a year ago. And he said, I'm going to do it. So he's a minute 39 over, and yesterday he ran an unofficial 159.40. How cool is that? The guy's an animal. I mean, he's just, huh? He is 36, which is pushing his limits on that kind of race, right? And he doesn't have near the physique that I have. He's lacking in several places. <laughs> now the ladies since, 2000, since 1998, I think have only had one, two, three, have only had four records since 98. Only four women, four individuals only since 98 have broken the ladies. And the, for the record in 98 was 2 minutes, 20, 2 hours, 20 minutes, 47. And it's been knocked down from 98 to 2002. A lady broke it at 2, minute, two hours, 17, took 3 minutes off. The same lady took 2 more minutes off in 2003. And nobody's come close since 2003. In 16 years, the ladies haven't had a runner that could beat that lady 16 years ago. Those are gifted people. Now, they've worked hard at it. I'm a gifted guy, too, and I used to run. My fastest mile ever was five minutes even. My fastest mile ever. And this guy can run a 457 continuously for 26 miles. So now you know where, where I fit. That five-minute mile I ran was the first mile of a two-mile, and my two-mile time was 1028. So you can see how fast I dropped off. I was five minutes and 20. I lost 28 seconds on my second mile. That don't sound so bad, but after 26 They'd have been hauling me instead of me running. This is an amazing, amazing, amazing record. Gifted people, but they had to work hard at it. And we're all gifted. We continually hear about gifted people that do different things. I have a friend here in Portland who cuts trees down. In Idaho, he was called a logger. He used to live in Weipe, and he lives here now, 201st and um, Halsey. And he cuts, he's called an arborist in Portland. And believe me, uh, the city people pay him a lot more money than he ever got paid to cut down trees in Idaho. But he cuts them down right between expensive houses and he does a whole different job. He's a gifted person. He can climb up these biggest trees, drop it down a piece at a time, and two hours later it's down. And you're looking around and going, wow, he didn't mash a house, he didn't mash a car. How, how did he do that? He's a gifted person. We have physical endowments. We're going to look at 
some things about being gifted. But there's a difference between gifted and gifts. And this is going to talk. A gift is something that, that someone gives you. Giftedness that you are. So Christmas, and I think some of you know, there's a difference between a gift you receive and being gifted. With that in mind, I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to start with verse 1. But spiritual gifts are, being, are things that we possess, but there's something that God gives us, and through His Spirit, He changes, supernaturally changes people as we administer our gift, as we do our gift. Where giftedness is just like uh, if my giftedness was good looks, it might make me feel good, but it's not helping Lyle any. Right? So giftedness is something that I have, I possess. I might be able to run fast, but that doesn't change anybody's life. I might be able to to be a weightlifter, but that doesn't change anybody's life. I might be able to be uh, a good uh, carpenter and really good at it, but that doesn't change anybody's life. Got it? But God gives us, in addition to creating us gifted because He's just a generous creator, He also gives us some gifts that He wants us to use. And when He gives us those gifts, it's like He comes with them and allows us to extend his influence into the world. There are unbelievers who will believe because I use my gift. There's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit in me that reaches outside of me and touches other people's lives because I use my gift. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What does that have to do with gifts? (coughs) In giftedness... Everybody can see that giftedness, and unless it's not a spiritual thing. You're not necessarily, if you put two runners up at the line, and one of them's a believer and one's not a believer, the hardest working, most gifted person's going to win the race. You're not going to pray and say, okay, God, show the world your great love and let me win even though I'm lazy and haven't trained. Amen? Okay. And so, we got to ask ourselves some questions about gifts versus giftedness. If we have gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit, it's not something that we worship, not something that we put on our hands and knees and, and pray to. It's not a pagan thing. But it's something that's important for us to have the right spirit about. Paul says here, um, when he's writing about this, he says, you can't curse God and exercise his gifts. Think about that. 
You can't curse God and exercise it. That's not of the Spirit. And the one who, who blesses God is, is of the Spirit. So I'm just going to take, this is going to be a real quick back to last week's sermon when I talked about the three parables. And we talked about the talents. And when God said, well done, good and faithful servant to the one who had the five talents. Why? Because they went out and used them. And God was able to multiply them. Do you see the same concept? And the one with the two talents, the same thing happened. And he was able to use the gifts that God gave him. And God gave him... Um, God multiplied his use of that gift. But then it said he gave the other one one talent, and he went and buried it. And he said, you're a wicked and lazy servant. So now I want to take that concept into today where Paul says you can't curse God and be used of God. I just, I just want to let that sink in a little bit. Some of us as Christians still curse God. We still are involved in just vulgar, sinful, ugly talk and activities. Over here. And then over here, we want God to give us gifts and use those gifts. I'm just going to leave it. It's not going to work. I already preached about that last week, but it's not going to work. You have to decide which camp you're in and then trust God to gift you. Will you still be gifted? Yes. Will you still have your strength? Yes. Will you still be able to run fast if you could run fast? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit going to be able to give you gifts in addition to that and use them for his glory by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit? Yes or no? That's your choice. Amen? By which camp you live in. And you don't jump back and forth. But I want to go on here. This passage then in verse 4 through 7, which I assume is up here, talks about some different things. The gifts are different. And three times it says there's differing this and differing this and differing this. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And then if we look, we're going to look at it and see that God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit are each present in these three different things. There's some teaching here from Paul to tell us that we are all very different. God is very different, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and yet it's the same God. But he doesn't do the same thing. And we as individuals are very different, but yet we are being led and are receiving gifts from the same God. And so what does different mean? It, we, it's different in, in so many ways. It's different allotments and different apportionments and different distribution. God is in charge of the distribution system. The Holy Spirit is the one who, who uh, oversees that stuff in us. But we receive them and we use them and we display them through one spirit. So I'm a gifted person 
And I receive the gifts from God, and he's the one that empowers those gifts as I use them, but I'm very different, the gifts are very different, and the assignment he gives me to use the gift is very different. And that's okay. And so, because, for instance, um, uh, Charlotte and I are very different people, we could receive the same gift from the Holy Spirit, and how we use it would look different because I'm a gifted person, and she's a gifted person, and we're going to use that to use our gifts differently because we're different. But it's one Holy Spirit, one God the Father, one God the Son, one God the Holy Spirit that counsels me and directs me and empowers me and works through me even though we're very different. Have I lost everybody yet? That's really a pretty amazing concept. Verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. The Greek word there would be kind of a double word that would mean a grace gift. This is a gift I don't deserve. It's just, just given to me. I don't earn it. I don't say, God, you should do this. I don't say, God, you should do that. It's a grace gift. We are given salvation by grace. We understand that. By grace, through faith, you're saved. By grace, through faith, you are given supernatural gift. It's not something I build. It's not something I control. It's not something I decide how or who. It's given to me. Now, what's cool about it is, is that God is the master giver of gifts. And so as I sit down with these books I'm getting and start looking about what toy to give to what grandchild, I'm going to try to make them something that kind of lines up with them. Right? Think about how God good. He created you as gifted. Now he's going to give you by grace through faith as I seek to follow him. He's going to give me this amazing gift that he's going to continue to work through. He wants to reach out to the people of my life. He wants to touch their lives. And he's going to find the perfect thing to give me that he's going to continue to empower through me so he can minister to other people. And then we, think we should pick the gift. It's like, excuse me, I don't think I have a clue about this one. I'm going to trust you by grace. Through faith, I receive his gift. Amen? And so, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. The capacity to serve others is given to me by grace. The motivation to use this gift is given to me by grace. The Spirit gifts our abilities and then enables me to do exactly what He wants me to do. In the spiritual realm and in the physical realm, He gives me gifts that He's going to use, empowering by His Spirit, to reach out to other people. So there's different gifts. Verse 5, there's different service. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. You see in verse 4, different kind of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now we see there are different kinds of gifts, the same Lord. It's referring to the Son of God. There's different kinds of service. The same Jesus is the same Son. It is 
The God of the universe has given me different kinds of service. What does that mean? My gifts are to serve the body. There are no gifts self-seeking, self-edifying, self-make-me-look-good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up here and preach so that I can feel good and God will speak to my heart and I'll walk out of here all lifted up. You can ask Patty. Sometimes when I walk out of here after preaching, I'm as beat up as I've ever been. Why? I'm exhausted. When I ex- exercise my gift to the best of my ability, it's hard work. But I exercise it different ways. When I'm sitting at, a, uh, at Barbara's apartment house sharing the scripture, I'm preaching my guts out, but it's different than when I'm here. Amen? When I go across the street to play with my neighbor kids, um, I loved it. Sometimes I get children in trouble, and I did last night, I think. Um, I asked this little girl who's two if she'd ever walked on the ceiling before. She said no. She loves to wrestle with me and stuff, and her mommy and daddy and grandpa and grandma were there. I said, would you like to walk on the ceiling? And I didn't look at mom. She said, sure. So I picked her up. I've done this with a lot of little kids. Grab them just above the knees, pick them upside down, and I'm tall enough that I can just take their feet and walk them right across the ceiling in an eight-foot room. And they love it. All right. And she went to her daddy and said, Daddy, can you walk me on the ceiling? He's like 5'7". He's like, her weight. I mean, he barely could, holding her waist, could barely get her up there. Her toes were touching. I don't know why I enjoy that stuff so much. And then I went home. Grandpa's supposed to do that and go home. And that's what I did. When I'm playing with my neighbor kids, I'm preaching my guts out. But it's a different kind of service. Amen? It's a different kind of I love you, and God loves you, and he's got an amazing plan for your life. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say today. That's what I try to say every day to everybody. God gives different different kinds of service. And the gifts involve that. And so what you do in your job, what you do in your family, what you do in your play, is all different kinds of service. All right? Jim's not here today, but I want to thank him. Jim Payne, I don't know how many of you know this, we have something going on here at the church almost every night of the week. Jim comes in here sometime between 11 o'clock and 1 a.m. every night. Walks through, makes sure the windows are locked, makes sure the doors are locked. He cleans up messes, and then he goes home. He gets off work late. And he stops in here every night to make sure the building is appropriate for the next day. How many of you knew that? Jim's a quiet guy. He's always hanging out in the back. He doesn't like to even come in here because he doesn't do the crowd thing very well. But he does that for us. It's a gift he has. He lined it up with Jose. He said, you know what? I'm, coming. I'm cruising by there at midnight every night. I'll stop by and make sure everything's in order. What an amazing gift. Every once in a while he texts me, Preacher, you left your windows open in the office, but I closed them. Thanks, Jim. I don't even know it till the next morning. 
Somebody could have just sliced the screen, crawled in, and cleaned out the office. But Jim came by every night or morning, depending on how you look at it. Amen? Different kinds of service. He does his preaching at midnight when he's cleaning up the mess in the men's bathroom. Different kinds of service. One Lord. Who's the Lord? Jesus Christ. God's Son, not the Spirit, not the Father, not the Son. It's one. It's all one. But Paul says, the one who came to teach us service gives us all kind of service. It's a gift. Notice I'm not getting into all the gifts individually because each gift that's given to us fits this category. Different gifts, different kinds of service. One God. And then, verse 6. Different working. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. God the Father is mentioned here. This working um, has the same uh, Greek word that would say energy, power. So it's different kinds of gifts that are given, different kinds of service that means such different things to others, and now there's different kinds of energy, different kinds of power, different kinds of effects, different kinds of impact, different kinds of imprint. Your gifts will have power, God's power, to affect other people. But it's all different. Amen? I watched an interview last night between a, a Christian cop who sat down like 10 years later and interviewed a lady who he'd had to arrest several times for major opioid abuse. Now she's clean. Now she's a believer. They were having a conversation 10 years later about what kind of condition she was in when he came to arrest her on multiple times. And she was just saying, thank you so much. Thank you so much for handcuffing me, covering up. One of the things she did one time was the voices in her head told her to become a dog. And so she had removed all of her clothing and she was rolling herself on around on the ground in her mother's living room trying to become a dog. And she remembers that. And she remembers him coming and covering her up and they had to restrain her and get her help. And that wasn't the last time. That was one of the times. But she just sat there humbly and said, thank you. For arresting me, <laughs> for wrestling me to the floor and arresting me and covering me up and respecting me. Thank you. So here's a godly man in a uniform who's wrestling with a naked woman, trying to stuff her and cuff her. And I'm sure she's not saying thank you that day, but now she is. Different effects. God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, was using this man in his giftedness, with his gifts, to minister to people who desperately need. Anybody want to trade jobs and go do that in Portland for us? 
needs done. There's people that do it. I pray they're godly people who are exercising their gifts so the Holy Spirit can minister to them, through them. Different effects, different workings, but the same God. Amen? Using your gift will result in other people receiving a refreshing drink from the living waters of the Spirit of God. Well, that was part of my sermon last week, too, about the sheep and the goats. You gave a drink of water in my name. You fed somebody in my name. You cared for somebody in my name. If I, through my giftedness, use the gift that God's given me that's very different, that has a different way of serving, that has a different power than anybody else's because I'm a different person, but it's the same God, it will result in someone receiving a drink of water from the living Spirit of God. Amen? Verse 7, Now to each one of the manifestations of the Spirit is given for the common good. To each one of us, these very different things are given. Why? For one reason, that the body of Christ will be built up for the common good of the believers. We have a responsibility before God to reach out and see the common good of the body of Christ change. That's through new people coming to see him because we've exercised our gift. So far, we've been talking about who we are on the inside. And now, with this one verse, we realize, wow, that has to be on the outside, too. It's for the common good. To discover who we are and how I function. I've realized after many years of ministry that, and I've tried this a few times, I look back and I say, God, I'm so sorry, but I stepped into a a new place or a new situation and tried to be like somebody else. This doesn't work. Can you imagine me trying to be as cool as David? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You can't. None of us can try to be like somebody else. God gifted you, and by grace through faith, he's given you gifts, and he wants you to be who you are, exactly who you are, and then use those gifts in very different service, in very different ways, and he's going to use his power to impact people around us in very different ways, and they will see Jesus. There will be results. The Holy Spirit will do his work. We're part of this supernatural, incredible, different, 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 differing network, all led by one Spirit, one Lord, one God. So let's be us. Let's use our gifts. Lives will be changed. Here's the cool part about it. We don't use our gifts so our life will be changed. We use it to serve others. But God is so amazing that he's given all of you giftedness 
and given all of you gifts. And when you're faithful to use yours, that builds me up. I receive my strength from you. You receive your strength from the rest of the body. Each one of us, God designed it that way. But it's not just in-house. It's all, all the world around us. And so we can freely give, 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 give of the gifts he's given us. Very different. Very different service. Very, very, very different power. All one God. All one result. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Our passion is to know and share God's heart, and we're so glad that we we're able to do that with you today. If you'd like to visit us in person, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org for directions. We'll see you next week.